0: when we talk like face to face it's fine but like when you write you're very blunt when you text and stuff
1: people have, people have said this to me before yeah sometimes,
0: like i'll say to me you just put i know i'm thinking okay it's like i know it's i know i know as in oh well sometimes like i already know already i'm always saying oh. <laughs> but i have accepted i that's just how you text i've gotten over it now for a while i think it's like face to you
1: yeah i've I've had that i've had that criticism before <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm too blunt when i said
0: <laughs> the funniest oh, was it was a few days was it start of this week when I, I um i sent your voice not saying that like, oh i re- realized that you can um you can put your favorite songs on grinding now
1: yeah you,
0: supposed, you sort of wrote something like oh i knew that already um i've not i've not been on grinding to be honest don't miss it at all and there's just that i was like Cheers! I shot. My <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I will. How I like? How should you? How should you respond to that?
0: Um. See, I'm good at stuff like that though, at sugar stuff. So I would say something like, "I say, oh yeah, I, I noticed that the other day. Um, I haven't been on Grinder recently though." Finding things are better without it but i think yours i think you're very economic with your word usage which can uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah obviously uh, obviously british cultures you know you throw in the pleasantries and stuff or yeah. you sugarcoat things or mm-hmm. you the worst thing you can do is say something that might rub someone up the wrong way yeah
1: joy you're joined here with me ainsley and with me kieran yes and it's a very special weekend um yes if it wasn't if it wasn't for this for the coronavirus, it would have been um pride weekend in london anyway and Mm -hmm. uh Glastonbury weekend at the same time which both kieran and i had tickets for i think we've mentioned it i've got a couple of episodes before
0: yeah i've um I, I remember Glastonbury, I completely forgot about Pride, I completely forgot about it. Really? So I saw the, yeah, um, the only other time of all, I went to Pride last year uh, with you, and it was like early July, wasn't it? So it didn't clash with Glastonbury, so I think I just uh-huh. forgot about it. Uh-huh. But I started seeing posts and stuff yesterday on Twitter, I was like, oh yeah, it's that kind of time of year. Like, we're in full summer now, though, like, full summer, Yeah. and still kind of under lockdown. I mean, we can go out now and stuff, but... Uh, you're not supposed I'm to like you're not supposed to be gathering, like gathering for any for any real reason. Two households or groups of six from mixed households, I think. Mm-hmm. Apparently. I don't think anyone's strictly adhering to these particular guidelines. I think it's just a case of oh some social distancing or a wing crest. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, I think we wanted to discuss pride today, didn't we? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> the concepts of pride, the relevancy of pride, how yeah. they feel the about it, blah, blah,
1: Yeah, I think that's my um, overarching theme for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I, for one, I mean, it's weird, because had everything been going on as normal, I wouldn't have been able to go to go to that actual pride, uh, pride, um, both L- London pride and UK Black pride it's on concurrent days. Yeah. But I feel like really got it that like, it's not on, and that, like... We can't go this year and stuff.
0: Um, you see, I'm not as you know, I'm, I've never been a big pride person. However, I enjoyed everyone last year. I know what happened again this year. Um, for me, it's lumped into the the group or the bunch of things I had planned, and can't do in the end. Me and another friend, um, I think oh, we invited you, but you, you originally had the wedding, didn't you? Originally before the year lockdown, we're thinking of going to Berlin Pride. Uh-huh. Um which was the last weekend in July, and it's called, I feel like it's called Christopher Day or Christopher Street Parade, something like that. Um, and I really didn't know much about it. I just wanted to try it out, uh-huh. um, see what it was like. Um, but obviously that's been cancelled as well. Um, and I guess we'll have to wait till next year for a proper fix-up. Well, well, for UK Black Pride anyway, be this time next year I want But I enjoyed yeah. that last year. It was the best time I've been to that as well.
1: I think they actually well I don't know for sure but I think they do plan them so a day after Pride, day after mm-hmm. like London Pride. So I imagine whenever they do it next year, it will probably be the same again. Hopefully, it won't be to this time, but you, you never know, do you? No,
0: exactly. Um. So I mean, did you go? Did you go to anything yesterday? I know that there are a few. There's nothing official, but there are a few things happening here and there.
1: There was um, like a transgender uh, march, like protest mm-hmm. that was going on in Hyde Park yesterday. I did want to go, but I wasn't able to attend because it was uh, my housemate's birthday. Yeah, and I thought so best stick around for that. But um, had had that not happened, I would have I would have attended that. Was it
0: Black Trans Pride or just Trans Pride? So that was a I'm not actually sure. sure. Or- yeah, I'm not sure. I'm- I just whiffed of it on Twitter. So, I so had a few tweets I was going to uh, bookmark that I was going to read out. But, about but one person was saying that I know a lot of people gathered in Clapham Common for a kind of makeshift pride. Uh-huh. And um, I wonder if I can find it. Let me find it, actually. let me read it out. So, it turns out there are a few tweets here. Because I, I logged on the Twitter yesterday and I saw that uh, Clapham Common was trending. Mm-hmm. And I saw one tweet in particular, but the, the gist of the several people that have been tweeting has been that in Clapham Common, it was his standard pride, uh, which was obviously impromptu. Um, I don't, don't want to use the word white privilege, but that's been thrown about quite a lot. And, and then people basically saying that, you know, it, when there was an actual trans march, which is, you know, which is more central to the theme of pride and the, the mm-hmm. point of pride. Mm-hmm. And then you've taken the time to just have boring like unofficial party somewhere else yeah it's i think it was they were trying to point out well highlight the um, the way that well pride has been made in something meaningless by certain uh, people i think <laughs> in, uh, i think that's the most diplomatic answer i can i can find but yeah, no, it was it was a good point because i've i've felt as i discussed with you previously my experience of pride has been limited but it tends to be the big commercial sort of street party, I don't think I've ever been to to a couple of parades and even now they just seem to be, it's like another it's been stormed by corporations where everyone has LGBT solidarity, Mm -hmm. so my concept of pride has not been, it's not been particularly meaningful I don't think, I know the history behind it and I appreciate the struggles that have been fought in the past for us to have our rights, but the way it's celebrated, the way I see it celebrated, it seems to be divorced from the history the yeah. bits and bobs that I've seen.
1: Yeah,
0: I might be like one of those people that says, "Oh, you know, went straight Pride Day," because like, that's just a ridiculous thing to say. But yeah. every time, every time Gay Pride is mentioned, someone always mentions that, like, "Oh, you know, why are you making a big deal out of it?" There's no point even going into that because it's just a stupid thing to say. Yeah, so, and uh, I, I find that in the future I going to go to more Pride events that are more connected to the true spirit of Pride and also the history as well. I would find yeah. that worthwhile, but the kind of street party and just oh hook up with guys—that's just never going to be my thing. I don't think. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I mean a lot of criticisms that have been leveled at Pride in the past, especially um, Pride in London, is that it's like, like, you know, yeah, it's just made to turn into like super commercialized. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of Pride to kind of like fight for LGBT rights and to remember history and things like that had kind of been. Put take it to the sidelines and be used and more of more of a time people just to get drunk and whore around and whore <laughs> <laughs> <Before>, uh, around.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that.
1: <laughs> and for like, and for corporations to kind of like um get out there, like dust off their pride marketing for like that month
0: and oh, like, it's, doing floats. Yeah, it's terrible because I, I feel like. It's. A, it seems it's, it's supposed to be a, a, a sign of or a show of solidarity, mm-hmm. but this was like self-promotion half the time. It's it like They give a generic, empty message in rainbow writing and then call it a day. When we yeah. went to, um, you know, we went to the Pride March last year. Obviously, you get some buses which are some specific LGBT support groups or groups that are directly affiliated with the community. But a lot of them were just corporate buses. Yeah. People dancing on top, and I'm thinking, what does this actually mean? Yeah. Um, yeah and he
1: was it forward as
0: well, <laughs> well it, it's it's like advertising with with colours on mm. on it mm-hmm. um, when the whole the whole street party aspect of it um see when I went to pride, I kind of felt the same things I felt with the only time music a single carnival was that it seems to be watered down from the original meaning. Mm-hmm. A lot of criticisms people have not single carnival are that you don't hear that much sort of music from the Caribbean there. You'll hear stuff that you would, you know, there'll be hip-hop thrown in. Um, the latest R&B tracks, things that you'd hear if you were going to a club at the weekend. And obviously I'm, you are going to hear ska and soca and, and reggae and um, and dancehall, but not as much as you would expect to hear at Notting Hill Carnival. I would say to that, that um,
1: I think our experience at Notting Hill Carnival would have been different to other people's. Because, so like, we go with people who, tend like, if you follow the procession, for instance, You'll be mm. getting non-stop soca yeah. and non-stop reggae. But um, we tend to follow the sound systems and like, you can get anything in that. So, yeah. That's,
0: yeah. So, I think that's what I said to you previously, that if I if I do go again, I'm only interested in going to the parade part. Yeah. Because um, after that, it, just, it becomes a bit generic for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm a bit boring. I I don't like I'm standing for hours and hours outside just drinking. I want sit down. So I'm like an old man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, when I when we go again, when we're finally allowed to celebrate a carnival, I would like to see the procession. Cause we never ever go to procession like ever. Yeah. Always, like we always go with like hockey and like straight men, and they always just wanna like wanna go go to town go to town system. Find like the same uh, rampage tent or rampage sound. So it'd be nice
0: to um it'd be nice to to do something else. I'll go to the procession and go home. Um That oh. was <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good to save pictures for it. And also I went to Bristol Carnival kind of in twenty eighteen and I really want to see the procession there, but it just took too long to all it didn't take too long to get there, but it would have been it logistically it wasn't right really, it wasn't easy to get there in time for the procession to drive down from Birmingham to Bristol. Um, yeah. But I got a, the same things were echoed where, like, it's a nice day out, but mm-hmm. the, the the cultural link isn't as strong as I think it should be. It yeah. did feel a bit generic in parts. I don't think it was having said that. I don't think it was as bad as as Notting Hill, but I still felt it wasn't what I was expecting. It was just you know, like it oh, was just a party in the streets.
1: Yeah, right. Well, I've actually so um, um, Bristol Carnival is one of the few carnivals in the UK that I haven't been to. So oh, there I've, we have it. Is that is that where we're
0: going next year then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I've been to um, Leicester Carnival, Derby. I've been to Leeds Carnival, which I think is actually the best
0: carnival in the UK. That's someone less to go to. I haven't been there
1: yet. Well, it it clashes with Notting Hill Carnival, doesn't it? Yeah. So if you're yeah. between Martin Hill and Leeds Carnival, you must like just go to Martin Hill Carnival because it's just much easier to get to. We know what mm-hmm. we're doing. It's an easy option, but um, Leeds Carnival is listed in over two days as well, and on the first day they have like they have like a stage show mm-hmm. with like typical regular regular artists you would have seen. I've yeah. seen Leeds Carnival there before. I've seen I think we have seen like Shakädeem in Players, except that Shackadim wasn't there. <laughs> Only players are there. Just players.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah so I've, I've planned this ball. I've thought in my head because Man- Leeds and Manchester, the so Manchester Pride is the August Man holiday weekend as well. And then Leeds mm. Carnival is the August holiday weekend. So I think, let's because if things are back to normal next year, we should go Manchester Pride on the Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then is the- Leeds Carnival is like Notting Hill where it's on the Sunday and the Monday as well. I don't know. I was, really. There might be overlap, or it might just be Sunday and Monday. I don't know, but anyway, we should do them back to back, I think. Manchester. I, I be, think be, that would you got to be, be,
1: be ready for that much, that much uh, party, that much work, working on.
0: I think so. Well, I'm going to have to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All this back holiday weekend's precious. If it's not a carnival, then it's going to be some kind of family barbecue, or something else happening. There's a, there's a lot happens that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been to Manchester Pride yet. I'd, I'd like to sample it. I've been, I've been to the gates in Manchester, maybe I think once or twice. Um, I've not been to Pride then, and that's one of the biggest prides, isn't it? So yeah, I want to see what what it is to say. We could do an episode. Actually, we can do a, um, we can like a report from the ground. Like that.
1: <laughs> you know, so like the one that we did in Newcastle on the scene is one of my favourite episodes that we've recorded. Uh, but, yeah it's like, I thought this, it's, not, it's not the more popular one
0: it's not it's interesting seeing which episodes end up being more popular um, but the cast one I've not actually listened to that one back actually uh, that's one of the ones I haven't listened to afterwards but I think I will cause I, I think it's, it's funny I think it was even though we, we planned to do the episode there was a feeling of improvisation about it because we know that we were going to get up first thing in the morning and just record like, after yeah. we um, yeah. out well, the night out was still fresh in our heads. And it was a good night, to be fair. Um, started off in that Ethiopian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then, did we finish in Powerhouse? God, I don't <laughs> that's why? That's, that's the first time I've been to... Well, the only time I've been to Powerhouse um, in Newcastle. Uh, but yeah, it's the only place that's open until 5am. So it gets a lot of business between, well, after 3am, like we saw. when. We went. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, an interesting club. But I think the music was shit, though. But I think it's one of those places that you go there so late that everyone's too hammered to care about whether the is good or not. It's just yeah. very generic music after a certain.
1: Yeah, time. I think it's just a place to go. Like just a place to go. Like after dark. The only thing is because you have to pay to get in. Me mm. off you know, from going again.
0: Yeah, it's how much is it as well? It's it's not cheap. It's like fifteen quid, mean, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it was fifteen pound.
0: The ten or fifteen. Oh, um, I went on New Year's. So I was going to go on New Year's um, uh, up here. Um, actually, no, it basically, it's the worst New Year's Eve ever. It was so not New Year's just gone, but the one before. So 2018 going to 2019. So we had a house party with my friends on the quayside in Newcastle, and then we thought, "Oh, let's go out." And only three of us actually want to go out in the end. The house fight, the house party, dragged on too long. I also feel like we put too much anticipation ahead of it. Yeah. So it was a bit of... It was, didn't live up to our expectations. Right. Certain people can't handle the drink, so they got drunk too quickly. <laughs> and then, so there weren't, weren't much used to anyone after a certain time. But we went, we ended up going to um, the Gay Village in Newcastle, and you've got Powerhouse, which is the most famous one, which is £20 to get in. And then the Pink Rooms next door, which is £15 to get in. Uh-huh. I'd not been to Powerhouse before at that point. We ended up going to Pink Rooms, and both the clubs there, they... um. You can't see inside or anything. Uh It's like on the the ground, you've got the entrance on the ground floor, but then the club's upstairs, so you can't really get an idea of how busy it is. And obviously the bouncers will never give you a truth match of what it's like. Uh But when we went inside, it was just dead. They were playing the worst kind of bubblegum pop. Uh And we paid £15 to get in. Um, The logic of the people I went with was, oh, it's cheaper than next door, which is £20. I was thinking, well, what's £5 difference when the £20 club is... The one that's most likely to be full. Yeah. Um, so we stayed there for about half an hour and then we just went home after that. Yeah. It was a shit New Year's. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, Manchester okay? Pride Summer list. Newcastle Pride is late July as well. Um hmm. I've been to Newcastle Pride once and that was when I'd not too long moved up here. And I thought it was decent actually. It was um, it was a good night. We went out on a Saturday night. Yeah. But it's it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday night everywhere else. Yeah. Um,
1: so you mentioned before that like you're not really you were really into pride mm-hmm. why is that what is the re- what is your reasoning
0: maybe <coughs> I think I struggled to see the point of it I liked going out at nighttime mm-hmm. especially in Birmingham when I used to go it was when I was a student so you just have to go to lots of student anyway um, mm-hmm. so I never went to the daytime stuff I would just go out on the night, but the impression I got was it was it seemed like a, a you know you have like a good night out in the get on the gay scene. It's just like that, but with the intensity turned up. So there's just more people to, um, from or from different areas of the country and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't I just didn't see what the significance of it was. It didn't seem different. Diff, it didn't seem to differ to your standard gay culture at the weekend. Yeah. Um, so I, again, I just didn't see the point of it. Uh-huh. But then I might have a different perspective if I'd gone to more like daytime parades. Yeah. Um, when you look on social media, you might you might see the, the most sens centralized parts of the parade. But when you get people that are like, sort of scantily clad, or they're wearing the um like the fetish gear, like the dog the dog masks and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just don't see why that. Is linked to gay pride. Um, I I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm being, you know, too critical, but it's over-sexualized, and I feel like sometimes the gay scene and the whole gay lifestyle is too like the sexual element of it is just too visible and too much at the forefront.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I guess like a lot of like of like pride. I mean, I haven't gone to that many, but. One imagine with that pride like, gone by, is that like it was very like geared, catered around gay men, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like when it comes to kind of like the whole like sexuality aspect of it, I guess people would argue that like that would kind of be their one time or the time to like that they could express themselves that like they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, during that pride weekend. So I guess like that might be the reason why people would wanna dress that way, or like be a bit more scantily clad than they would usually, and things like that. Mm. Or the idea, like I said, of like celebration and expression and things like that, which um, you could argue kind of like sexuality and like, sex and sexuality is
0: like a part of. Yeah, I think for me, there's a danger of me kind of uh, veering off into respectability politics, cause you of think, oh, how do we look like to everyone else? And I try not to get into that frame of mind. But then if I look at it objectively, well, it's not objective. But if I look at it as plainly as I can, I still think, well, well who who walks around the street with Ben on, on a normal day anyway? Like, Why should that be acceptable? Just because people are saying they're proud of their history and where they come from and what they are. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to defend someone walking around in bringing boots and hot pants and like a police hat and sunglasses and, and saying oh this is you know a celebration so i just think it's that means nothing to me i, I don't see what the celebration of it's just it's, it's just like, like it's, it's a chance to be overtly sexual
1: it's just but like you can say that maybe people just use it as an excuse to be like more sexual but maybe they're just like i, I was like if you were if you are going up as a queer person especially if you're one who are older and Mm -hmm. being like that it kind of always been more of like a subculture one thing you have to do like in a certain place at a certain time that's like we're completely removed from like normal life normal society maybe people who do who like wear fetish wear or whatever are just here to kind of like I said just to to show that like I'm here I'm here (laughs) and I'm proud fetish
0: representation
1: (laughs) well yeah I mean I I I, agree with, I do agree with, like, um, with the notion that, like, I think it goes, like, there is a certain level. Because um, Pride, I would want, like, kids to be able to go to Pride, to pride parades and not see things that they wouldn't like, that they wouldn't be able to see, because I think it's important that they, that they are able to as well. Mm. So I do think there is, a, there, there is a line there. But, like, on a day where we're supposed to be celebrating each other, celebrating ourselves, celebrating who we are, I think I feel uncomfortable being like, why is this person wearing this or why is this person doing that?
0: I guess. Well, I'm not uncomfortable voicing my opinions. I mean, because I'm as fuck. But, <laughs> <laughs> another thing that bothers me, I and mean, this, this to be fair, this isn't just surprising. You get this in several, or well, with a multitude of incidents, but the fact people leave litter everywhere, that really does not head in. Yeah. I just think it's terrible. Um, yeah. Now I'm really starting to sound old, but, yeah, the cleanup afterwards, can't be nice. We get it with festivals, you oh. get it with carnival, you get it with pride and...
1: Anywhere there, where there's a mass gathering of people will have that.
0: Mm. But it's just awful, because I'm always thinking, it's, it's, not, it's not like there's a shortage of bins a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, I don't know, I just, I'm not really built for that. This is why I struggle with carnival as well, and everyone's just pissing up against the wall somewhere. Yeah. Because it's in the residential area, isn't it? So there's not like there's public toilets about, even though people will... They'll like rent the toilets out, won't they? For like a pound or, a, or two pounds. To, Don't
1: be a to do a number for a one, five a whole five pound. It's,
0: well, makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if someone's willing to pay it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm never going to be the type to piss up on a street corner either, like in the middle of the day, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if if Pride and Carnival, like well, not Carnival. If Pride happened the way I think it should happen, it'd be probably pretty boring. So I, I accept that my opinion is not going to be the most palatable, or the most useful. To be fair, so, yeah. Right.
1: So last year was the first pride that I'd been to, like since being out of the closet.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So um, I think it was like quite an important one for me. But uh, mm. you were here for the weekend, and you thought we went to um, Pride, the normal Pride parade on the mm. Saturday. Yeah, July 2019, and then the next day we went to um, UK Black Pride in yep. my I think it's Haggerston Park in East London. Uh, yes, Haggerston Park. Yes, yeah. And that was the first time I'd been to Black Pride. I'd been to other Pride before, but never Black Pride, and it was like, was the best day of my
0: life. <laughs> I really enjoyed. Um, well, so basically, so the the mainstream Pride on the Saturday uh that was pretty forgettable for me mm-hmm. um the black pride how i much i really enjoyed that i left too early because i i think when we got there must have must have been we got, got been there 12 early. And one. it was pretty yeah. pretty early yeah. and obviously i had to worry about the train back to newcastle which is the best part of three hours mm-hmm. so i think i left between six and seven and like so we'd, that, ha- yeah. we, we'd had a good day but it was it was starting to get really good towards the end of the day yeah, um, I was like, "This is a rookie mistake I've made. I it. should just stayed. I just stayed overnight." Yeah, um, but it was so. To describe the setup to anyone who hasn't been. The like so area of the park it was in. It's just like a big, big open green field that had a stage at the very front, and then around the perimeter of the field it was had various stands of different organizations and stuff. And then in the field behind it was when they had all the food um the food stalls, and most of them were African or Caribbean um, mm-hmm. food stalls. I remember I ended up in, a, um <laughs> had this one, I can't, remember, I can't remember what country it was, it was an African country, but the, uh, the food that they had there, I went there because it had the shortest line in a row. I realised it had the shortest line because it was vegan. <laughs> Having said that though, it was it was really nice. So it was, um, like I'm not surprised it was nice because it was vegan food, but I, I don't really eat vegan food very often, so it was a bit of a surprise there. Um, but you know, once you queue up for these things and you know, a lot of people are there, you just think once you're in the line, you're not in the line, so. Yeah have whatever food they've got when they get to the front of it. Yeah. Um, no, but it was, it was really nice. It made me, it's one of those events, you know, only go to London to visit and always, women are about where I can live on. And that was one of the reasons I kept thinking, ah, oh, this would be, definitely be a perk of moving down here. It's just nice to see people like from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It
1: is. And like, like, it was really nice to see that. Like, I don't think I've ever seen so many like, queer black people in one place. Mm, like, yeah. Like, all shapes, all sizes, all genders, just like, living their best lives. Like, I think
0: And Ages like, as well,
1: yeah. Yeah. I think obviously Black Pride is a lot smaller, a lot smaller than like the Pride in London organization. But I think they do a better job of keeping it like in the spirit of probably what Pride was meant to be. Cause like yeah. they have um, like they have the party slash celebratory aspects of it as well. Do you remember mm. um there was that like Beyonce impersonator, Aaron Carty, he was there. And everyone was getting
0: so lit. I feel like that was after I left because i, would, I would After remember. you left, it must have been. i would remember that a Beyonce impersonator. Yeah,
1: See, it's, like... it's,
0: it's, I definitely left too early. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm not making that mistake again. Next time, I'm gonna stay over the night and then, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I made I made a mistake too because when we were leaving, I didn't even think about like what I was gonna wear, or my dress. I just saw like it was it was raining when they left to go to East London. I thought myself Let me mm-hmm. see something uncomfortable, but then yeah. I saw people in all manner of clothes, like people wear, like men wearing like crop tops, fucking cut off booty shorts. I saw it all. The <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I've, I've been, I made like a fool here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what was I wearing? I think it probably just shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, like neither. I don't think either of us looked particularly remarkable.
0: I don't mind that though, and also you know what you're saying about it's um it's small, so it can it can kind of keep the spirit of what it should be about. I like that, mm-hmm. but a lot of things are victims of their own success. But I would hope that, that Black stays that kind of so it was small, but not too small. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still like a, a a good, as you said, like it's like a nice diverse crowd there. Auntie Diane showed up. I think that's the first time I've seen her in real life as well. Who? Um, Auntie Diane.
1: She came oh, on stage yeah, briefly, didn't yeah,
0: she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't my mum watched she gave a short speech. Uh, but it's weird because in London, you've got politicians walking about, you've got celebrities walking about, and it wouldn't be unusual to see someone that you recognise off the TV um, in yeah. a variety of places. Um, she gave a short speech that everyone loved. I've got so much love for Diane Abbott. And then, yeah, I, was, I think another music act came on stage. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, I wish I could stay for the whole day because it, it was good. I'm really looking forward to going next year. Yeah, um, maybe we can wear like Black Boy boy t-shirts, Black Boy Joy t-shirts when we go. I
1: was, I was, I was, thinking, <laughs> about, I was thinking about that as well. Yeah, we sort I mean, gosh, not, not to be like fucking corporate, corporate assholes, but a great
0: yeah,
1: way, like, um, to spread the yeah. word for the podcast.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't put podcasts on a t-shirt because that would look a bit too like too much like an advert. Just put like the logo or something that we have
1: on the t-shirt. Our
0: Insta, our Insta Insta handle on it. That's a good idea on the back or something. Yeah, yeah. That's really it's cheesy, but I'd maybe bring another t-shirt just in case it wants to change after the um, day. Well, who knows what will be uh, podcast wise like this time next year? So I I look forward to.
1: Well, last year, um, I had a friend, Sam Bridgewater. He's like a straight white boy. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a little friend of mine. He actually um, composed the music for, uh, for this podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, went for, we went for a walk around to see like, what was going on. And we stumbled across like, another tent, which was more like advocacy action. And we were at the end and we saw like four people there, and they were people who had been refugee but like they, were, they, they were refugees because of their sexuality oh really yeah and they were talking about kind of like what it was like for them having been being forced out of their home out of um their communities and having to start fresh somewhere else and stuff
0: mm-hmm. so like asylum seekers yeah
1: yeah yeah it was yeah it was really it was like it was eye-opening to see and it really put things into perspective and that's kind of like what I think. What I was getting at when I think like UK Black Pride kind of has, I think, has a better idea of all like are on un- on un- better lines in how to keep it like an organisation that's one celebration, but two for all these other things that we
0: need in our community. Yeah, exactly. What I loved about it was there felt like there was a, a real depth to everything that's happening. There, it didn't feel like mm-hmm. it was just our, a, a place for people to turn up. It was yeah, you know, there was actually there was a, there was a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely go back there again. With the mainstream pride um we'll uh, near at the, the time, we'll I guess. Like we can't not go but, it's uh, not as a compare and contrast I think so yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 But yeah, so this year I wouldn't have been able to go to Black Pride anyway because of Glastonbury, but like I'll plan to. yeah, I'm planning to go 100 like, back mm. that, that T-shirt off. And like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> put a string vest or something, I don't know.
1: But. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was going to go like full like 100, like, turning to like a thought for the day, wearing no clothes, just be on 100.
0: What was interesting as well, when we went, is, um, I saw a few, you know, you got people on Black Twitter who are, like, really famous, like, proper bait on, on Black Twitter. Mm. I saw a few of them in real life, like, uh, mm. didn't meet anyone, but I just saw them, like, across, across the field or something. I like, oh, I don't yeah. recognise
1: yeah, I saw a few people from Black Twitter as well. Yeah. The bait
0: faces, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it it interesting I liked it.
1: Good. So, yeah. Uh. Um, another thing, so I wanted to, um, so I've been trying to do some writing again, and I haven't had a chance to put it on paper. But you mm-hmm. know, like kind of this whole thing, of context of pride within like the whole Black Lives Matter movement that's happening now. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about that, about like how one will like inform or impact the other one. And what I think about that. And I think that, I mean, the, everyone's talking about that life matter now because we watched George Floyd get murdered, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not what we'd want to happen. It's not what, it's not what we want. I don't want to be seeing black people dying for people to start caring about our lives and our position. Yeah. But I feel like if there is a time for, like, people to be conscious and aware, I think a time of pride is actually the best one. Or best one for it to happen, or a, a good one anyway, because I think it will it reminds us of like what pride was here for, at, like in the first in the first place. Yeah. You know about Stonewall, Inn, I think it was like nineteen sixty nine that started off as a riot, it started off as a riot because people were tired of having their uh, having their liberties, their rights, be taken away from the police. So now, this time round with our whole Black Lives Matter movement, I kind of feel like it's coming full circle again, and that like yeah. kind of reminding us that like actually we're here because we are, we don't we often don't feel safe in environments that we live in, and this is something that we need to keep in our consciousness and we need to make people aware of, and I think mm. that was like basically what Pride was here for, in the first place.
0: Yeah, you make, that kind of makes you raise a good point there. It's about visibility as well, because mm-hmm. um, there must be like there will be a lot of people who don't come into contact with gay people or with people who are like visible or openly gay, as it were. Yeah. Um, you know, we are a part of society, mm-hmm. so it's nice. It's nice. It's, it's nice to showcase us, um, and that I think that happens a fair bit without all the su- superficial aspects that I was talking about before. Yeah. Um, definitely with Black Pride. It'd be nice yeah. to have a Black Pride parade actually because of course it was like it was like an enclosed um, event, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. it was like it happened within a park. I wonder if um obviously there must be organizations that de- take part in the parade itself on, on this world, but the parade on Saturday, the day before. Mm-hmm. Um but see I'd march for something like that easily. Because mm-hmm. it has a purpose, it has a meaning, and it's something I believe in. Yeah. Um but I reckon so black UK Black Pride is I'll only been going for a few years, I think, off the top of my head. It's not been yeah. around for ages, yeah. So it might it might develop into something bigger.
1: I think. Well, I think like year one year, it's gotten bigger, so mm. it's following the same trajectory that it will. It will hopefully grow into something a bit more than it is.
0: Mm.
1: But even if it stays the same, to be honest with you, like it's providing of, I think it's providing like a vital, like a vital service to doing. Like it's a big organization. Mm. I and mean, without it, I just wouldn't have seen like, I just wouldn't have seen so many, like so, like, so many black and brown faces, just like who are queer and who are just happy, You are queer and happy about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And even that small thing in itself, I think is important.
0: So yeah, no, I think it, yeah, it's like hugely- So here's huge. PS, Black Pride. <laughs> <laughs> in, until we meet again. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um,
1: I had a friend, um, a friend I was talking to yesterday, who is queer as well, she's a queer woman. She was saying that like she was got it as well that like we all couldn't go and be there all together and whatever. Mm. I just saw it go. Well, yeah, we need to. I think we need to find our own ways to still celebrate and still be happy that we're here and queer, <laughs> here black and queer. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess like on the only, about pride, the only thing I wanted to make clear, or or, or whether pride, I the way I pride, I think pride should be, it like said more of a mixture. So I do think there should be t- like a space of celebration, a space for people to do what they want, even if that means people going a bit wild. But obviously, <clears> like I said, like the whole protest advocacy, and um, parts of it, often important. And obviously in the UK. Um like gay men can get like well not gay men so l g b t people can get married now mm-hmm. um, that's um that 's not a door to fight, but there are still like other things that we can focus on, like um supporting our transgender community um yeah. and all of that and um especially in like trying to show solidarity it, like with America um with like so many um black transgender women who are being killed, being murdered. You yeah. are being insulted, and it's not really getting like that much widespread traction. Those are the things now that we need to uh, that we need to be focusing our energies on, because these are the people who are the most marginalised in our communities.
0: No, I agree, and I think so in solidarity with um, with LGBT people in other countries mm-hmm. who don't have many rights at all. Mm-hmm. I think you see commonly you see the um, argument that oh, we don't need a pride because we've achieved equality now blah 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 and, and obviously this is one of the best places in the world to be lgbt but i don't think that means that we should forget people in other parts of the world who don't have that freedom yeah. don't like the idea that because it's not happening here we shouldn't care about it or try to do something or show any right. solidarity.
1: and again i think like people saying that they've got the um they've got the they've got the equality that we that we needed or we wanted sounds to me that coming from a very gay male perspective right? Like, Mm-hmm. I even say it might even come from a white gay man' male perspective.
0: I think, yeah,
1: basically, as no. people, yeah, as other people, I don't think they would say the same thing. I do agree that like lots of ground has been won, um, for LGBT people, especially for gay people, um, in terms mm-hmm. of healthcare, in terms of equality, and um, things like that. But like it's that whole thing that like we're not free unless we're all free. We're yeah, free. exactly. And I don't think and I don't think we're there yet. So and even if even if I don't know that we lived in a utopia where like everyone had all the things that they want, I I still think it's important to remember things like that.
0: Well, exactly. I think that's how we keep history alive. Rather than, I mean, it's been really topical the whole the statue toppling and stuff recently. Yeah, I think that's an example of people. Sweeping history under the carpet mm-hmm. and just putting things that you're saying that no, I don't count about the day. There were so many, and myself included, there's so many people who they said historical events we just weren't aware of until it was highlighted by people protesting stuff and making a noise about things. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't stop making noise about pride. So it definitely has its uses, it? it definitely is relevant and needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just trim certain bits of it that or I think are superfluous as I've said already, but um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, going back to, um, I'm changing the subject a bit, but now mm-hmm. you mentioned like protests, you mentioned like Black Lives Matter, we've mentioned um, stuff to do with that. I'm wondering because like now it does seem to be like like momentum does seem to be dying down slightly with it. Obviously like. We need to like we need to keep things moving, keep things going, try and like make things better for us awesome and people around us. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering like what that looks like in like actual like day to day, like what can we do? Um, like Black Boy Road podcast or just us individually to keep that still going. But, like not every day you can tweet about like someone being murdered or anything like that. But we still need to keep our foot on the gas so we can make sure that any of the gains that we had are not lost. I don't quite know how to do that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good question about how you actually sort of turn your concerns into useful activism. Mm-hmm. I think we could maybe talk about issues of civil rights more. Yeah. Or, like, like you mentioned, um, sort of the death rate of a black trans, sorry, the murder rate of a black trans in, in, mm-hmm. uh, in America, particularly. Yeah. Um, we can maybe highlight that and maybe highlight kind of issues of injustice that are going on at the moment. Uh-huh. Um, I've also thought we could discuss um, things of historical importance. Yeah. Um, like I've uh, obviously started reading more recently, but there's just a whole bunch of nonfiction out there that I've not touched yet. Mm. Um, I was even thinking, well, things to do with black history, um, but also black gay history also. I think people would be interested in hearing that and discussing it and see how it is relevant to today. Yeah. Um, I watched, I think I told you recently, um, I Am Not Young Negro by James Baldwin. Yeah, Um, it's on iPlayer, isn't it? It is on iPlayer for the best part of 20 to 30 days as things stand now. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's a quote in there where he says, um, this is a massive paraphrase, and I don't remember word for word, but he's basically writing writing against the idea that history is in the past. He's like, it's just because so a history stays with us to today, yeah. yeah. So I think it would be useful to us to talk about historic injustice, which is living on until until the present. That is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to go down that route in in future episodes,
1: definitely. That, um, that, but like that is more pervasive than you think it would be. But let's say mm-hmm. if there's like um, families, like families with lots and lots of like old money inherited wealth, somewhere yeah. down the line, that money would have come from like slavery and colonialism, and that money's been like accru- accrued wealth over generations. So these people yeah. who could potentially be sitting on like fortunes of like millions of pounds that's been amassed off the back of other people. That
0: yeah, doesn't really get discussed, does it? It gets super contentious in Britain, especially amongst the people who have probably benefited from it. Um, it is a tricky one, because I think you'll, if you get people who aren't, let's say if you, if you take, I hate using the term, but white working class people, um, who probably haven't, they could probably say they haven't benefited from the legacy of slavery. Mm. Um, like, but then when you look at the establishment, a lot of Britain's history is built on subjecting people elsewhere through colonialism uh-huh. or through slavery. And it's very easy to say, oh, you know, well, that was then, this is now. And I'll be honest, I get when people do say that, but there's so much like re- there's so much, like residual baggage that's from them that's some of that. And I think a lot of it's to do well, with the power of money that is in like the top tier of society. Uh-huh. Um, How do you feel about reparations Because that's the most contentious issue I think there is
1: (laughs) So There is that phrase There's no uh, There's no equality without equity Mm -hmm. And if We're going to take that um, Take that as like a real thing Then you'd have to be in favor of Reparations wouldn't you Because At the end of the day there are a group of people, there are countries, ethnic groups, that are disadvantaged for for things that are not their fault. Yeah. So so surely the only way that you can make things be fairer or equal, again, is if they were put in the same position
0: they would have been had this not happened. Interesting because I think I, I get the impression the major thrust against reparations is because so much time has passed. Mm-hmm. Which should be an excuse, I don't think. um People mentioned that when, well, after the Holocaust, that Jewish people were provided reparations, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's, sometimes it's harder for us to argue our position because if you think of how many generations have happens in slavery, there's not loads and loads, but it calls into question how do you go about distributing the money?
1: Yeah, well, um
0: I think how it would it be? Like
1: but that's yeah. Well, I think with that, I think we're to, like we're getting into something slightly different here. So, cause first we're talking about like reparations, should there be reparations? I mean, that's an argument in itself. And mm. you can argue yes or no, but then if you are arguing yes, then there's the other, and then there's the other question that come about is that like, how do you, how do you actually um, reparate, like uh, pay reparations? Who do you give it to? How does it get distributed? Which brings up a whole other set of set of uh, problems.
0: Yeah, and it's not just monetary I think, A lot of the time, right, uh, exactly, when people discuss yeah. it, yeah, I feel like I need to read it more on this subject if going really deep into it. But it's uh, it it, will, it does come up time and time again, especially when we're discussing Britain's history mm-hmm. and and obviously American history. I would have thought America was the fact <laughs> the fact that enslaved people were on American soil and there hasn't been reparations. Sometimes it blows my mind that does. Um, at yeah. least with with Britain. It happened, but it wasn't. It didn't happen invisibly, um, for, you know. For the average British. it was like over off, off in some faraway land, so yeah. even as atrocious and vile and terrible as it was. People, it's easy for people to dissociate from it. But in America, it was literally on the lands that the same people are living on now. It all yeah. happened, and there's not like been reparations.
1: Yeah,
0: mad, crazy, crazy to me. <laughs> <But>.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. It's a um, it is a minefield to be honest with you, and I don't think, like, as a society, like, like I said, was we were talking about, um, reparation and I don't think as a society were even were, we're ready for the should there be reparations, yes or no question yet. But I think if we uh, take it take it for the whole nation, it'd be a resounding no. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think.
0: um Ah, oh, did you ever watch on Channel Five? Um, I don't watch Channel you yeah. <laughs> I don't either. It's just well, neither do I. But they used to have this debate show. They put clips online called "The Big Questions." Mm-hmm. They come on, first thing on a Sunday. It might still come on now, actually. The guy who represent, guy who presents it is called um, Nikki. Someone can't remember.
1: Nikki Cameron. But they would
0: possibly. So it is a dude. Um, yeah. Nikki, but they would get people from all sorts of political persuasions, people from different think tank groups, uh, journalists, media personalities, blah blah blah. And they'd have about what five to ten of those people on the panel, and they'd have a small studio audience, mm-hmm. and they discuss basically. They just, just discussed. It, it felt a bit like trolly in aspects, but they would discuss the most controversial topics they could find. Right. And one time it was, should we? Uh, well, wait, should there be reparations? or was like, oh hell, probably something. You got lots of people saying, oh, you know, why should there be? Uh, um, and I think people use the passage of time. People also. Uh, reference, oh, you know, every society's been enslaved at some point, every civilization's implemented slavery. Should they be reparated? And, and we'll talking about the Romans as well. Um, from way back. <laughs> yeah. but that's how every conversation devolves into that, yeah. Um, and it's just a hassle, and I, I don't think it will ever happen because there's also that backlash against it. I saw an article about some bank preparing to do reparations, but I, I wasn't sure how how meaningful that it was actually really meant they were going to do it or, or something. But I, I can't see it happening in Britain. Um, it won't happen in Britain. No. People just say... It, I think it should happen. But if it, it happens, then you'll get people saying, oh, you know, white people, are also a press group in Britain now. We we people like we were saying that already. We
1: saying I, know, already? But
0: it'll, I know, but it'll, they'll turn up that intensity even more. And the thing is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd love to see it all turn to reality where... Um, an alternative reality where, where that actually happened and I just want to like, be able to peek in and see what the fuck that would be. What the world would be like, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's, there's a
1: novel for you, Q. Well,
0: there we are. Oh, a yeah. reparated was. Yeah. <laughs> Based on a novel. That is actually a really good idea. We should, we should edit this out in case <laughs> In case someone hears it and runs with it. So for
1: this episode spotlight... I tried to do something a bit different, obviously mm-hmm. in the vein of like, Black Lives Matter and not thinking about like um, Black Lives Prospering. I've been really trying to buy black more, mm-hmm. and, and the first way I want to do that is in like skin health and skincare. It's actually skin like skincare and care. Yeah, that's something we all use, and especially like you know moisturizing regime. We also, black people, moisturise like every day. Or you should be moisturising every day. (laughs) (laughs) After you've um, been in the shower, you should be moisturising. And I used to use, you know, Palmer's cocoa butter, the tub. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that I don't think is actually black owned. So
0: I've been- Which is mad because it's probably the most, it's probably the most bought black cosmetic. Yeah, like like, one product for (laughs) black people.
1: So um, they're the Facebook group called Black Own Economy. Are you part of it, Kieran?
0: I'm on Facebook now. Um,
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's one that's called Black Own Economy and they have mm -hmm. like quite a few people who like make make body butter that you can use. Yeah. I bought one this week. It's called Shay Love. This is the packaging. You can see it's oh, a bit of a jam jar here. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, and it is a body butter. It's made in London. Um, it's made by a woman called Naomi Winter. I actually emailed her and she, um, emailed her cause I like, the address was a bit wrong. She emailed me mm. the same day, problems were solved, that was fine. Um, this one I've got is, um, it's got shea butter, olive oil, coconut oil and cinnamon in. And mm. um, obviously you can't smell it, Kieran, but it smells fantastic. Has a bit of a perfumey smell. Mm. Um, the consistency is kind of what you'd expect. Kind of, it's a bit like, um, like coconut butter itself, but it's not as smooth, like a bit coarser. But if you want yeah, it, yeah. you've got the same like oil properties, yeah um, I've been using it for like most of the week now and it, it works really nice on my skin. Um, I'd say that um, the only drawback is the price point. I think I paid £10 for this one, which is um, a bit more expensive than like if you went to Boots, for instance, or went to like Juliet's and got a, mm-hmm. got a cream, it's more expensive. But this one is, by, is by, um, by a black person, by a black woman. Um, mm. it, it, it feels good on the skin. It keeps you moisturised. So, yeah. So, that's it. It's Shea love. Love. Um, I am going to put some links down to it um, on, the, um, on the episode notes when we do. When we that's good. It. But, yeah, this is it now. And, um, I've, like I said, I've been wearing it on. I've been happy with what I've got so far. So um, it's probably a good time to mention that yesterday would have been the 27th of June. That was kind of like, I can't remember what the hashtag was, but it was like a day that you like specifically look towards like black-owned businesses.
0: Black Was it Black Pound Day?
1: Something like that, or something? yeah. Black Pound yeah. Yeah, something like that, which encourage people to look at black retailers, look at black people who would set businesses up and try and support mm. them if you can. And so, like I've 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 done this by trying to switch up my uh, my skincare options. I would recommend anybody else who um, who does um, to yeah to to seek out any black or not even just black any um, any people of color who are retailing. Often we don't have um, we don't have the support system that other people have, but we have to rely on people around us, people in our communities, to purchase items so they can they can have their businesses grow. So, yeah. yeah, that's um, that's it. That's a spotlight. It's a bit different. Yeah. It's but, uh, spotlight, like Yeah, still timely. Um, that's it for another episode. We are Black Boy Joy. Um, thank you very much for listening. We are on all good streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you um listen to our podcasts and you like what you hear, please give us a glowing five star review um we are on instagram that's at Black Boy Joy Podcast. our uh, twitter is at blackboyjoypod um we're newer with the twitter so give us some love there if you can blackboyjoypod is spelled B-L-K- Boy Joy Pod, yeah. <laughs> um so follow us like our content there um, you can uh, send any questions, comments, any feedback to uh, blackboyslowpodcast.gmail.com.
0: Yeah, any any suggestions that I want, you might want to hear us talk about, we are happy to hear those. So. Any constructive criticism you want to give to us about
1: anything that we've said, anything that we're doing, then um, that would be very much welcome as well. well yeah. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you.